0: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel
1: Studio. We continue on as I have had the fortune to meet with some members of the Iowa State men's basketball staff here in the doldrums of summer on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we are always fueled by our friends at Cody Road and the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Nate Schmidt joins me in this next edition of the podcast. Great guy, um, I've known I've known Nate a long time before he was ever a you know an assistant coach here all the way in the Big 12. Just a really stand-up dude. Uh, Brilliant offensive mind. You saw Iowa State's offense take a massive jump last year in the Ken Palm ratings offensively. I would expect another one in this next year. Let's talk to him today about that. Where will Iowa State... What does this roster look like offensively in 2023? Here's my conversation with assistant coach Nate Schmidt. All right, continuing on our little um, jaunt through the Iowa State men's basketball program. I got Schmidt. Nate Schmidt with me talking cyclones and uh, coach first ball. thanks for your time always appreciate it how are you today
0: I'm good man appreciate you having me on
1: yeah no it's it's good I just, I like getting you guys in the in the offseason mode because you're you know there's not like a game-to-game thing to to worry about and all that stuff fans want to know it I know it's super early in the process what do you think of the the group so far
0: you know, very excited about this group. Uh, very hardworking group. A little younger than we've been in the last couple of years, but you know, I think from a talent level, uh, it's definitely improved. And and really excited about everyone that we have returning and our our incoming guys as well.
1: Well, it's funny because I I was talking to the other guys more about like defense, right? And I I think I have a different conversation with you because I'm like, well, how do you get the, this, how do you get this group to do the defensive stuff that you guys have done? But you're you're kind of more the offensive guy, and I feel like you've got to be. Kind of salivating a little bit with this this crop of talent. Definitely,
0: no, very excited, very excited. You know, you talk about the guys we have coming in. You know, just being Jackson, Keyshawn, and Curtis, just being able to all handle the ball, be playmakers, and also knock down a shot. Uh, something that will definitely help our offense. And then continuing to just just build these guys together offensively and, and get them all on the same page.
1: Walk me through the the three transfers and i guess roles I mean the, again t- to the fans listening, caveat here it's June fourteenth there's going to be a lot of changes between now and when you see this team hit the floor i get, but even Schmidt even i'm a little bit I'm not confused but i'm 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 anxious to see how their roles develop mm-hmm. these these three different guys because especially when it, you know Taman's the point guard, right, but who backs him up that type of stuff what 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 do you kind of see when you break down these three transfers?
0: Yeah, I think they all have some similarities uh, in a good way, Uh, just continuity within our offense. But I think they all have uh, individual uh, talents that, that makes them different. You know, as far as Jackson, just a guy that can really get in the paint. Great, great IQ for the game. Really good feel. Knows how to get downhill, make the passes, especially in pick and roll situations. And obviously, you know, shot a very good percentage from three. Uh, I would say Keyshawn's more of a, you know, kind of downhill, aggressive attacking guard. Uh, he's looking to get downhill, has a bigger body, uh, defensively really trying to get after the ball. Uh, and then Kurt uh, really, really can shoot it. And, you know, he's played played some point guard at Indian Hills, so he has ability to play in a pick and roll and well and handle it as well.
1: You have a history with Indian Hills. um did that play into the recruitment there?
0: Yeah, there was definitely a connection there with me and Kurt. Uh, he spent his freshman year there, and uh, obviously I coached there for two years under under Coach Plona.
1: Um, I want to talk about Momcillovic. He maybe the if you're obviously Omaha's the the guy getting rightfully getting a ton of headlines. He's maybe the highest ranked recruit Iowa State's ever signed. I'm not sure he's definitely in the top three or four. I'm obsessed with Silovic. I love these stretch fours that can shoot i'm of the hoiberg era right where we saw this a lot i'm really happy to to get a guy like this i I, and again like i'm like i'm I'm here in june like imagining what this young man's role is going to be to me there's no doubt he's a future pro Mm -hmm. um how uh, how long it takes him to get there is is really the question to me but where do you see him fitting in this year
0: I mean, he has a great feel for the game of basketball, especially scoring the basketball. He can really, really shoot it. So you talk about, you know, stretching the floor, you know, putting him around playmakers. Um, but also he can score it in a variety of ways. You can post him some. You can put him in the mid-range, have him catch at the elbow. He has great size and great shooting ability, which you kind of mentioned, like, that's what, that's what all the pros are looking for, Yeah, know, size and shooting, and, and he definitely has that.
1: So I'll go out on a limb here, and, and I have no information and maybe I'm going to be dead wrong with this one. I think Jelani Hamilton's probably the the underrated guy, probably not getting talked about enough. Um, he was really highly recruited, like, but he he has all these connections to Iowa State. He's a legacy kid because his parents went here. And then I thought he kind of got overshadowed by Milan and uh, Milan and in Omaha in that class. But I watched him play. I think it was his high school championship game or whatever. Blown away by him. I I think he's a really good player that you guys probably have under the radar a little bit what do you think on, on him so far
0: yeah man he's been good again you talk about size and shooting very good body wide shoulders long arms uh can make shots i think his athleticism around the rim will be good attacking the rim um you know again for all these freshmen there's a there's a process no of, of adjusting but yeah, I fans think...
1: chill out i'm not saying he's gonna average <laughs> 20 next year i just really like his potential yeah.
0: no he definitely has a chance and he's a great kid great worker again loves iowa state Um and again he he can knock down a shot and he has great size and length on the defensive end.
1: Um as far as the offense as a whole goes, we saw a huge bump metrics wise from year one to year two offensively. I'm just curious, like when you're when you're sitting around and you're drawing up game plans and scouting, doing whatever you do, way above my pay grade. (laughs) How much do the metrics and like analytics play into your daily activities?
0: They definitely do. They definitely do. I think when you're trying to piece it all together, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to get layups, open shots at the rim, and then kick out wide open threes, you know, as far as the best points per possession. And that's kind of the overall goal. And and myself and Coach Crawford, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's where we're trying to get. We're trying to get layups at the rim, dunks at the rim, free throws, wide open threes. And the biggest thing for us going into this year is just getting our guys to play more together, creating action. Uh, with some randomness, but also you know limiting limiting turnovers and creating great shots.
1: You were a big part of getting Hassan Ward to Iowa State connections there. Uh, I, I talked with with Jr. about this, just how difficult it is when you're when you're transferring up a level like he did, and then he didn't really get a summer. Felt like Hassan was always kind of just behind, to no fault of his own. I've heard that he's been really good. Uh, I'm thinking analytics baskets about around the rim, like, to me, I don't know if it's an upgrade to Shoon. I'm not even saying that, but I feel like Ward, it, if you're a fan out there, you, you probably safe to expect more from him in year two, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's done a great job, first off, with his body. I mean, he's weighing, you know, when he left in the spring, he was – uh, two, almost 230, above 225. And, and when he got here, you know, after spending the summer in Barbados, he was 198. So the wow. the amount of weight that he's Jeez. put on, and, and he's, he's been committed to it. And I think that starts with him as his confidence, and it, and it's grown. And he had a really good spring, but he's a guy that can really put pressure on the rim, whether it's a lob, whether it's a drop-off. You know, he's a guy that, that brings a presence around the rim for us
1: offensively. Guy I haven't brought up to anybody yet, uh, surprisingly, is Watson. We saw him – do a lot of good things especially towards the end of last year I, I thought it was a really positive you know towards the end of the season when you started to have guys like Watson and, and Ward made great contributions down the stretch but DeMarian he, he kind of seems like um, you know that that little puppy that has huge feet and you're just waiting for him to grow into him is, is how I would describe it what what's his offseason been like
0: he's been good He's been good. You know, again, another guy that had some good experiences and and, you know, played some minutes for us this past year and it's something that he can really build on and grow from and um you know, we're expecting him to, to continue to grow both offensively and defensively.
1: Okay, so you're 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 always drawing up plays, right? Yep. Like I can I can see it's a lot easier for me as a football fan to watch and be like, ah oh, well. I, I'll do this to him all the time. It drives him crazy. I haven't done it to you yet, but I'll text Nate Shieldhouse, and be like, hey, why don't you call this play? Yeah. Like, just any rolls his eyes, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, a flea flicker in this stupid bull game that nobody cares about. When Can you sit and watch an NBA game is a fan, or do you have to just be, like, taking notes mentally the whole time or with an actual notepad?
0: Yeah, it, it might not be with a notepad, but it's hard for me to just yeah. – the, the fan part of it, you know, I'm always watching it kind of with the coach eye of, of seeing how different teams are attacking different defenses and, you know, different – maybe not so much just plays that they're running, but concepts and actions and different skills that the NBA guys have.
1: In that – I think it's really important too in in college basketball when we talk cuz it used to be okay Greg McDermott's coming to Iowa State this is his system mm-hmm. this is what Iowa State will do Tim Floyd did this Eustachy did this oh it's hoy ball and we're going to run and it wouldn't change the transfer portal to me has changed everything yep. like I to me that feels like a losing Mentality now, if it's just like, hey, this is exactly what we're going to do. When you're turning over the roster with five, sometimes six guys every summer, how do you approach that from an offensive standpoint, the different personnel?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, for us as our staff, we have kind of our core beliefs offensively as far as ball movement and player movement, limiting turnovers, and then just trying to take good possessions and turn them into great possessions. So our core beliefs are always the same every year. I think with the different personnel, your the actions you run, the plays you run, uh, it can change year by year, just with different guys coming in, whether it's with the transfer portal or, or freshmen coming in. Um, so the, the actions and the plays might be a little different, but I think at the core of what we're trying to get accomplished offensively, it stays the same.
1: Omaha is thought of as more of a defensive guy, I would say, but I have been hearing really good things about his output in Colorado Mm -hmm. with Team USA. Where do you kind of want him to be at offensively when the season comes around? How do you see him fitting in, I guess?
0: Yeah, no, very excited about him. You know, I think we're excited to get get him here and get to work with him. Uh, He's played great out at USA, I think, from an offensive standpoint with him. uh, Just giving him some clear direction and and keeping it simple for him where he's not having to overthink or try to feel like he needs to do too much. But putting him in positions to be successful – that he has simple reads on, and he can be aggressive and just be himself.
1: And it helps with Lipsy coming back, obviously. I mean, that this is probably a bit of a cliche, but the whole, like, coach on the floor thing, it just – I've already heard that he's taken a step forward with leadership and stuff like that. Where do you yeah. – offensively, where do you see him in his game growing maybe yeah. as a sophomore?
0: Yeah, obviously for him, you know, he wants to be a more complete player. And obviously the, the elephant in the room is his shooting, and he's worked a ton on it, and he's worked – you know, twice a day every day constantly just putting in a lot of work, not just on his three-point shot but his pull-up and his floater and just being a more complete scorer and scoring threat. Uh, I would say the biggest place that we've challenged him is to be a leader and talk more. Yeah. Just from an offensive standpoint because he, if he talks more and calls the play, then he doesn't need to look over at us. He can just kind of take it and run with it. And that's what we've challenged him to take that next step almost like a Monte Morris where, you know, he didn't need to catch it and look over at the bench he caught it and he knew what what would be good for our team at the next next possession.
1: In a weird way too and, and this is not fair to Taman uh, at all. But I was thinking about this a lot towards like the middle of last year and he was ahead of Monte at that point. And I think it, people are hard to realize that cuz Monte's a four-year guy, right? And it and he evolves into this NBA player that we're all watching every night, but you forget how he was as a freshman. Heyman didn't really in my mind at least coach I didn't ever see him like be afraid of any moment or not that Monte was but we forget Monte was behind the best guard in the Big Twelve that year, in mm-hmm. DeAndre Kane, and he got to be kind of like milked along the way. Yep. That was not the case for Tamen Lipsy.
0: No, and he had a great freshman year. I think it really hit. It really hit us, me and Coach Crawford, kind of when we sat back and, and rewatched some of the games from this season. And just you look at his overall stats compared to Monte's overall stats as a freshman, and, and they're really impressive. And obviously, everyone, you know, the way it ended. And, you know, he's, his struggle shooting throughout the year, I think a lot of people get hung up on that. But if you look at what he did and how he led our team and how he commanded our offense for a freshman in the Big 12 was really impressive.
1: So you've got, obviously, the 23 class is, is here. Uh, the 24 class is committed, but um, not signed. Um, do you feel like you're in a a little bit of a luxurious spot on the trail as far as you can just go out in July and, you know, the rest of this month and... How much easier does that make recruiting, I guess, when you can just kind of – you kind of start to pick and choose because you're not behind, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it feels great. Again, you know, for us it's building relationships and building those relationships early. So now we're able to build them even sooner with the 2025 class and the 2026 class because our work's kind of already done in the 24 class. So it, it's a huge luxury for
1: us. Good stuff, my man. I appreciate you, and we'll be in touch. And um – We'll talk again closer to the season, all right?
0: Definitely. Appreciate you, Uh, you, man. All right,
1: Nate Schmidt, assistant coach at Iowa State. Appreciate him.